0: Big week for into Miami. We got we salvaged the point against Dallas, we yep. got Orlando City coming up, mm-hmm. and I think we might have got our number 10. Kinda, maybe. Welcome to episode number two of Batter Soccer Fans. It's I am Daniel Granada here with my man Ben Borges. How up, you doing, Benjamin,
1: good man. Chillin'. I hate when you say my full name. First of all, I just want to throw that out there immediately off the top. Uh, good man out here, you know, working mobile out here, making sure I got on the pod man this week. Uh, got another episode out there, bro. What's good with you, man. Yeah, I'm here in my pink, ready for Orlando. Yeah, Before yeah.
0: we jump into Orlando, let's get into the, the nitty-gritty of what just happened. See, July 4th, well, i like to start off by I have absolutely no idea why they would schedule a game for 9 o'clock
1: on July, July 4th. Yeah.
0: Literally, the fireworks all across the country go off at 9 o'clock. And I understand that Dallas is technically 8 o'clock the morning time, even still. though it's 9 o'clock for us, but it's still ridiculous. Yeah. I had to DVR it. I had to watch it. An hour late, but with all that said, we managed to salvage a point uh, big time because it was in the 88th minute, Mm -hmm. a beautiful play by uh, Robert Taylor. He uh, took it down. I I call him Neymar Light with his footwork, Campana with the header, and, uh, you know, coming through in the clutch.
1: Yeah, man. I uh, actually I started watching it because, you know, it's like an evening game. Had had friends and family over the weekend, so I was exhausted. Um, so I called like I think I started watching like around the 80th minute because I forgot like it wasn't I think we were talking about it but I forgot it was on because I was doing like other sh- other shit around the house I was like oh shit sure, let me catch this and then that's when I was like oh, okay I see you I see you Neymar like diet mm-hmm. diet Neymar do your thing boy yeah
0: but man, uh, yeah, yeah man
1: it was it was I thought like I'm watching and I was like okay like the co- the commentary was they were like looks like Inter Miami's a team that's gonna get the get a goal here because it looks like it was like around the 77 78th minute they said that. And I was like, yeah, I, I see that, but, like, it's it still takes a lot to score a goal, right? Like, all, all the momentum shit. You could you could have all the momentum in the world and then 0-0. Zero, zero. You know what I well, mean? Like it- the, the
0: issue I'm finding here, or at least with this game in particular, is for some reason we had Campana and Bryce Duke off the bench. We had them both coming off the bench around the 60th minute. Why on earth we are starting Higuain is beyond me. That has to be contracted no but who cares he's been coming in late in games right like a super sub and even that i'm not with but at least do that because you can get a solid 10 15 minutes out of that fat ass you know but you can't count on him running for an hour like you just can't as soon as campana and bryce Duke came in that game completely turned around yeah he shouldn't be playing
1: right like he like look we're 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 also madrid fans right so like we're we're used to having like the, that fat guy show that's Eden Hazard for Real Madrid, right? Like that's weird. we He to doesn't that. play, but he doesn't play, right? Like hey, we're okay. You don't you don't have to play them because you signed them, paid. Real well, look paid at my paid. Tweety.
0: My Tweety ended up being an ambassador. They're mm-hmm. like, you know yeah. what,
1: guy, go say hi to the fans before the game. And that's and that's what he going should be doing.
0: Like he, he should be what
1: he's doing. It, it should, he shouldn't be on the pitch anymore. It's, he shouldn't be out there, bro. Like it just it looks it's hard to watch. It's where it's like his his running around is the physical representation why I have issues with MLS. You know what I mean, <laughs> like him just him being out there is like bro, like you're just you were a professional, you were you were solid, but just not anymore, bro. Like but it's I'm just okay okay with, with ten or fifteen minutes because for like ten or fifteen minutes he
0: can give some effort and have once like. 70 minutes have passed, you know, the rest of the pitch, everybody on the pitch is more or less tired. So he he might not look as slow compared to everybody else because he's got a little bit of energy. But, man, if he's with the starting 11, it absolutely makes no sense. And if you watch that game over and you see the way that Miami offense looked, once Bryce Duke and Campana took over for Ulloa and uh, Ifat Higuain, it's a completely different game. So it's very frustrating to still see Guain out there. I'm really hoping that that changes for Orlando because – For the most part, Campana has been starting up until now. And I didn't hear
1: an explanation as to why Higuain was starting this week. Maybe that's why. Maybe they were saving Campana for the Orlando game because there's no real, there's no real, like, it's not an animosity game with with FC Dallas, right? Like, as much as I hate uh, Paul Arriola, there's no reason to tune into that game. And it's also like the schedule shows that, like, putting it at eight o'clock on the fourth, right? Like, that's the timing of that is just like, hey, let's just put a game on there to put a game on there. Like that's that's yeah, but I feel like the month of July is important for into Miami.
0: Like I get what you're saying. The the Derby game against Orlando is a big deal, yep. so it's not only a rivalry, but it has a lot of playoff implications. But right now, Miami is in that eighth-nine seed, right? Yep, oh, fluctuating between eight nine, hopefully seven. But so so that puts them in a position where every game is a must-win. And even if you're it's not a must-win, you should get some points. If the way the team was looking in that last 30 minutes with Campana and Bryce Duke out there. If they would have had them from the start, there's a good chance they win that game.
1: Yep. Because that was a different team that last half hour of the game. Yeah. When when I've seen when I've seen Inter Inter play like there's and I saw them last year, you know, some games, and I see I've seen more games this year. Like they look like they look a different team. You know what I mean? They look. I, I, I hate to say it like this, but they look more professional, more of a a professional soccer club, right? Like it's not it's not the like. Oh, we're gonna we have Matuidi, so we gotta always start Matuidi and it's not the ego in. We always got like they're more like, okay, we're we're making a change now to becoming something different. So when they put him in there, I think it stops that momentum, right? Because you saw it, like we have you only have thirty minutes. If you play Campana 70, 75, and then you bring your in, okay, I'm cool with that. Like you said, right? Like fifteen minutes. But, and I still you know, don't
0: want him in there, but if you're gonna have the to all. put
1: him in there, that that's the best way, I get you, huh? Like I said, it has to be like it ha- in the contract. I don't know how they write the contracts in the MLS, but like it has to be like a minutes requirement, right? Like you know how someone somebody comes back for injury, they have minutes restrictions for you going and it says I have to play these many minutes, or else I could, or else I got to – you know I mean you get a penalty for not playing. I don't I don't understand why they're playing. Like there's
0: I I thought that that's it, but but maybe maybe i mean, there has I'll, to be
1: some type of explanation
0: because I can't. Nothing like, else it makes It can't sense. be a soccer like no. Again, I, I don't remember in the press conference him ever addressing why that change was. Maybe he did and I missed it, but I don't remember that happening, and, and it's very frustrating. Um, and, man, I, well you know what I did see? I okay. saw Iguain after the Minnesota game when uh, Vasilev scored those last two goals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Iguain got in the game late in the game, maybe like the 80th minute or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was on the screen when those two plays happened. He wasn't involved in anything. But he was on the screen, right? So I guess he felt like he was somehow involved. And I remember after the game, he said (laughs) that he deserved more minutes. Now, (laughs) if that is the reason why um, Phil Neville decided that he felt or maybe felt pressured to start him randomly, right? I mean, that's ridiculous to me. But um, I mean, if anything, Vasilev is the one that should have earned that starting spot, Adi Guain.
1: Yeah, you think you think what happens there is. Like the, the European, like Phil Neville, I think Neville played at, at Man United, right? Phil Neville coming from that European pressure side, like when they hear an unhappy quote-unquote player or star, uh, you know what I mean? Like, oh, we got to give him minutes to keep the locker room happy. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's the I thing that happens so. there. I don't think here there's going to be, there's no public outcry for Iguain, right? Like nobody goes, ah, man, I need more Iguain. Nobody no, ever said that. No, In the, no. Nobody said that when he had hair. Nobody saying that now. You know what
0: Let mean? me tell you, something. I, I'm a season ticket holder. I go to all the games, and when he go right. and checks into those games, just, uh, just it, it basically you hear a groan. You might hear yeah. a, a, a couple people like, "Hey, people, what, what not?" But uh, yeah. for the most part, it's like a groan. It's like, uh, especially because like Panas is usually the one getting subbed out. Yeah. So uh, no, I don't, I, I don't see. There's no outcry. There's absolutely no reason as to why he's on there. Visually, like you don't, it doesn't show up on the tape. Like, oh, look what he's doing. So, to me, I mean, it it makes no sense. Hopefully, they change that for Orlando because that's a big game coming up. Definitely some playoff implications for sure because we are in the ninth seed right now, but we have a game in hand, everybody above us. Uh, so I mean, how many games left before the playoffs start? Uh, I think we're halfway through the season, so
1: I want to say it gets uh. Sixteen games, give or take. Okay, and we got that weird, that weird little thing with Barcelona, right? On the nineteenth, yes, sir. Yeah, I still don't. Which I still, that. I
0: still don't understand how that's going to work. And we got a, we got a cram week because we got Orlando on Saturday. Then on the thirteenth, we have I forgot who it is, but we have a game on the thirteenth, on the sixteenth, and then on the nineteenth, we have Barcelona. Uh, somewhere July, in there,
1: July nineteenth. Mm-hmm. July nineteenth. Oh, if I was thinking, it was like it was September nineteenth, and because I know the there's an international break. Right. Because, uh, so I was thinking it was later on in the season, but they're already, they're already playing in, the, in Europe. So that's just the, that's the preseason. Yeah. No. Like that, that's my, that's, so hold on. That's one of my issues with the MLS, right? Like, you're, you're to quote unquote lift up your, your club. You're playing a European soccer. Like, just stay in your play, just stay in your season, right? Like, don't bring in like this tournament with like the eight, like the academy players from Barcelona. Cause you know, they're not going to play their big dogs, whoever those are. You know what I mean? They there might, you know. they might. I mean, they have a clasico. They,
0: they're playing. It was the tickets in Vegas. They're playing Real Madrid versus yeah. Barcelona. Yeah, so but they The players are
1: coming to the United States. They played the clasico in Miami, right? And you had Messi I was but there. No, yeah, no, there was Messi, but no Ronaldo, right? Like, well, everybody was there. Ronaldo was the only player not there. That right. was the last yeah. game that Neymar played for for Barcelona. Before yeah, before uh, yeah, so. Right after Seguera. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, a Shout Pique. out to P- Pique making a second, a second Pique. showing into a into our show when we don't care about Barcelona. Let me
0: tell you something. This is a, more or less an Inter Miami podcast with yeah. obviously all the soccer. Right. Never did I think when we were gonna start this that I would bring up Pique in the first Twice. two episodes.
1: Never. Wow. I never. I didn't yeah. think we'd bring him up in the first two hundred. If we're being yeah, honest, there you go. Maybe, maybe we discuss him after like the uh, Classicals. The regulars who's in the Classicals will be the only one like yo man. You saw Vinicius crushed them. That that'd be the only thing (laughs) I'd acknowledge. But look, uh, my my sentiment, and it and it feels like to you, like it feels like Iguain to you is becoming my Paul Pierce. Like he's just a player that that bothers me. You know what I mean? Like he's never played
0: for your team, which is is yeah, that's true. Yeah, let me tell you
1: something. I had Paul Pierce play for my team
0: because I'm a Nets fan. So believe me, I I, this is Paul Pierce
1: to me. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's It's tough. It's horrible. Especially when you have young up-and-comers like Campana that should be playing out there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? All right, so tell me about this number 10, bro. I know I know you're all up on this shit, and you were hyped since, what, Tuesday? Yeah, Alejandro Pozuela. Okay, Pozuelo. Pozuelos. Pozuelos. Yeah.
0: He's, he's Spaniard, right? Yeah. MVP 2020. Baller, okay? Mm-hmm. I think he's probably the best attacking midfielder in the game. Now, he is a true number 10. The issue is, and not it's not the soccer issue, just a superficial issue, Higuain already wears the number 10. So he's not going to be rocking the number 10 shirt. Now, is that offensive?
1: Or do you think Higuain gives it up to him? I, Higuain should be wearing the number – I thought Higuain would be wearing the number 9. He's not a playmaker. But I, I don't think he's going to give it up to him just because I don't – of course he's it's not, not going to give it up to I have, him. A, I have a look I have a deep and I apologize this isn't this isn't any kind of like seriousness but I have a deep seated hatred for Argentinians right like I just don't <laughs> like them I, You I, know I, that, there might be argentinas listening right Yes 100% and look I'm not talking specifically about you I just don't like the way just you speak Just in general just, and the way you speak specific Yeah just specifically your tone in Spanish bothers me it it makes it makes my it just it annoys the fuck out of me I can, I'm sorry I and I'm sure it's I'm sure it's great, all that cool stuff, but no. So I I don't Egoyne just doesn't seem like a person that would do that. And because he's Argentinian makes me agree with myself even more. I and I like agreeing with myself. No, he doesn't give it up, man. You think he does that no. thing where he does a double where he goes 20? Mm, nah. Well, I think I think they I heard somewhere that he's gonna go number eight. Okay. All right, but now, now with
0: the issue here is Bryce Duke, I, I, we were talking about it last episode, how yeah. I felt like Bryce Duke was becoming that number 10 that we wanted. Yes. Now, they were, they were saying that Bryce Duke and Pozuelo, like they're a little different. is a lot more um, offensive. Yeah, right. he, he plays a lot further up in the final third. Bryce Duke is more of a, in Real Madrid terms, a Tony Cruz. Right. right? He commands the middle of the field. He makes those key passes, right? So I feel like they're a little different. Uh, posuelo is maybe more of a number 10 because he can create more inside the box uh bryce duke but i don't think bryce duke is going to get a lot of playing time now because Posuelo's is going to be because they're going to run a 4-3-3 right? right four in the back you got gregory and mota playing the six and eight and yeah. then you got posuelo playing up top and then you have your two wings which we have a bunch of wings to choose from and then you have campano up top there yeah. so i think bryce duke is going to be the odd man out unfortunately i really hope that he finds a way to get some minutes but Pozuelo, if he can keep up what he's done since he got to the MLS, I mean, Inter Miami's in a nice spot because oh, we have because he has
1: plenty of people to, to throw those through balls to. So, what what do you think? Like, you mentioned Tony Cruz, just, I'm just brainstorming here. Don't you mm-hmm. think then that puts because Modric is there, like attacking mid, right? Like, like he goes, he goes, he would be it, the Pozuelo, of, he would be the Pozuelo. So, like, it, it could kind of work, right? Because we've seen it. But and then and then you maybe have. I, I always think put your best players on the field, right? For and sure. I and I don't know if it would if they would take up the same space because sometimes that that cannot work right. Like if they if they have the same pet like lanes that they want to take up that could that could clog up the middle or or whatever, just make sure you have good coaching with that. But you I would put the best players on the field and put those other guys like the other six. You keep the six because you need the defensive mid and just have them interchange new parts to confuse the defense, right? Because I don't yeah. I don't I'm just saying like. It'd be good to try. You know what I mean? Like Yeah,
0: but uh Neville uh he seems to like to play with two holding midfields. So Mota mm. and, and Gregory kinda hold that back line. Got you. Like they, they play a little yeah, further back. Kind of they back, don't yeah. they are not as far back. So that four three three, it's the two holding midfields. Um I mean I mean he, he could experiment. I mean, Gregory is, is to me is the best midfielder on the team up into an Alpha obviously. Right. So I think if he plays the number six and they have Bryce Duke and Pusuelo out there at the same time, I'm sure that could work. If you if you're down and you need to go late, that's a I think that would be a great lineup to go to. Yeah. But for now, I think it's going to be Gregory and uh, and Mota playing up in the, the holding midfield with Pusuelo up front, and then you got okay. your wingers, which again you have Robert Taylor, aka Neymar Light. You got Lassiter, you got Emerson, and then you got Campana up top. So I mean, you got
1: plenty of options. So no, I think. Mosueldo's gonna be dropping dimes left and right. Now, real quick, is that name more like a nickname? You came up for him, or is that like? Uh, no, that's, that's a nickname. I I came up to him, but I'll, I'll. When you watch some of the highlights just from the last couple of
0: games, you'll see that just that goal alone, just this past week, that was you all know, him. He created that goal because he took that ball up the sideline, came mm-hmm. up, he he left one guy in the dust, he nutmegged the other one. The ball got to Campana, header. It, it was all Robert Taylor. He just, he's not You're getting right. enough credit for what he's done.
1: Now, when you say Neymar, like that doesn't come with like the flopping and the flailing, right? Like no, 30, no, no. The, no. the thirty-five yard None rolls of off a of fake kick. Although that that I mean, it's soccer, it still
0: happens. But no, yeah, but no. he's not rolling. You're not going to see any memes of him rolling around around the world like Neymar.
1: Yeah. Did you see? Uh, I know, it was sidetracking you a little, but I think I saw it on Twitter. And uh, mm-hmm. one of the soccer podcasts that I and Twitter's handles that I follow. Talked about it in MLS Next Pro, which I guess like like the uh, the the smaller leagues of MLS and like the coming. They said that they're gonna have like rule changes where if you see somebody that gets treatment, they have to come out of the game for like three minutes, as opposed to just I, like, oh, I'm coming right back. All right, you thought I died or my leg fell off? I'm coming right I back. I didn't in. see that, but I would love that.
0: I would also yes. love uh, for them to get a red card after the game. If you if you watch the game back, and like they yes. see that at some point somebody flopped. And we're just wasting time. They should just eject them for the next game. Like get, somehow figure out a way to get rid of this
1: because it's ridiculous. I hate that about soccer. I hate that shit. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's not like we haven't seen it before, right? I think Sergio Ramos got a red card uh, a couple of like three, four. Well, so that's what he does. But he got a red card after the game for like talking to the ref a certain way, and he got suspended for like the second leg of some Champions League thing. Even though they ended up well, that, still winning, the thing. it was years know. ago. This was yeah. back, back. This was back when like Ronaldo was there. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see what what they do with Boswell. I'm excited to see him. I don't know how it works exactly, like, when they have a new signing. Like, is he available right away?
0: No. I I mean, he was living and playing in Canada. I don't know if there's something – like, there has to be some type of issue there with the work visa because I don't think he's going to be available for Saturday night, although I think that would be an awesome way to debut. I think I sent you the video of his debut for Toronto. Yeah. He killed it. So, I would have loved to see him debut against Orlando. But there's something going on with the work visa or whatnot. I don't think he's going to be able to make it in time. So it's looking like his debut probably is going to be July 13th here at home. So okay. I guess – I mean, that's good because I'll get to be there. So
1: I'll be happy to see him up live. But That's a good a good way to debut then. You get to see his first game.
0: For sure. But Saturday night, big-time game, Derby. And, uh, I mean, we do really poorly in Orlando. You live not that far from the stadium. You should make it I, down. This is true. I, I can, get, I can I, get you in with La Familia, and I'll get you to sit down with the supporters. You Where,
1: know. what it was the Saturday night? Saturday or Sunday? Mm-hmm. Saturday I eight mean, o'clock. We'll, we'll see. I got it. You know, what I mean, like I don't make any decisions. You know how this works. I
0: got I got somebody from from the supporters group. They asked me if I wanted tickets. I told him that I was probably gonna be on a cruise this weekend, but he said if I know anybody to hit him up. So okay, all right. I'll definitely let you know. Let me see. Yeah. All right. Well, Inter Miami, big week, but. <laughs> I turned it over to Mr. Benny Bucket, so you could tell me because I know you're all up on the U.S. Yep, yep, the yep. U.S. U-20, won the, on. the CONCACAF yep. championship. Easily.
1: Uh, okay.
0: All right, look. Let oh, me, and give and, and me. don't forget to bring up
1: let, – let's, let's, let's bring it together. Yep. We got Noah Allen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Noah Allen. Yeah, man, look. Uh, shout out to Paxton Harrison, winning uh, a young player of the tournament, winning the MVP of the whole of the whole thing. You, you don't hate him by association, no, no, no. It's Aaron, Paxton Aronson. No, I don't, oh, I don't. Aronson. Okay, okay. Yeah, Aronson. No, no, no. Yeah, no. nobody on this. I don't think there was anybody on this team that I hated. I, I was okay. very impressed with these young kids. First of all, it's it's a hard game to watch, right? If you watch the game because the pitch was terrible, like there was, it was the same. It was the same pitch that the U.S. played on the. Was in. it in Honduras? Yeah, it's the same pitch. That shitty, muddy field. So the ball. It, it's hard to watch because the ball gets stuck. It doesn't get the same pace as the way that you see them, like, kick the shit out of the ball and go, like, 15, 20 yards, right? Like, it would have to be a whole bunch of, like, cross-field kicks up in the air. So, all right, that aside. So, that made it hard. But just watching this team playing, like, lesser talent and winning the way they did is what – as, as I'm watching and they won in the final, like, 6 nothing, And these were tap-ins. These weren't, like, golosos. These were – they, they blew them out. They blew out Dominican Republic, right? I'm Watching and I'm like, so you're telling me these motherfuckers are gonna grow up, right? These Hondurans, these uh these Costa Rica, all these people are gonna grow up, and then we're gonna only barely beat them one-nothing. Or while we're <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what like what how is this possible? Like these kids, like our U20 is like first of all, they qualify for everything. Olympics, world uh U-20 World Cup, qualify for everything through the tournament. And this these kids are gonna grow up, but then when they get together, men's national team, we've heard it, look, we've heard it for 20, 25 years, however long we've been watching uh the red, white, and blue, right? They're they they're gonna have a tough time winning away from home. They want the our U20 just won an entire tournament all away from home. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? With no fans, there was barely any fans in the stadium, only for the Honduras game, because people didn't care about it. So I was like, these kids are gonna grow up. then then I'm gonna see them lose to El Salvador 2 0 because they can't handle a few kicks. Like it just, and I get it. Look, and I get it. There's gonna be an age difference and all that shit. But these same Salvadoranos are gonna come up the same with these U twenties, and there's gonna be that changeover. So like, I I just don't want to see it anymore. Like, I just want to see pure dominance because these right. kids are special, man. Mm-hmm. These kids, like, there's there's a good four or five kids that I could see cracking the roster in 26. At really? least, yeah. If we if if Diego Luna stays American side because he's Mexican American,
0: Mexican American, yeah.
1: You know what I mean? Like there's a couple kids like on Harrison. Might be a little bit too young, but he'll be what 24, 25, depending on how he's doing.
0: Like, I can see him cracking it.
1: I mean, For there's sure. there's there's a couple other kids, especially, like, we don't have very good uh right like right backs, right? Like we don't have we don't have depth at right back, we don't we don't have at the wing back position, we don't have we don't have any good depth. So the there's kids there that can do some stuff. I can't tell you about the center backs because again, besides dude, besides Canada, I don't think we got scored on. Like I think every game was like a, a shutout. I think Canada was the only draw and it was two-two. Other than that, it was all like ten nothing, three nothing, four nothing, five. You know what I mean? Like what it should have been. So I don't. I, I just I thought Diego Luna was special. The passes because the passes he would see. It's where it's, it's weird, right? That's where you see like the talent difference, right? Like Diego Luna would make these passes that only he saw, would like would kick, would like pass somebody open, or get somebody on a beautiful through ball, but they wouldn't react because they don't see that same run. You get what I'm saying? Like. They yeah, don't yeah. see the they don't see the field how he sees it, mm-hmm. so that kid is special. Um, again, Paxton, con- Paxton. Didn't Paxton get the Golden Boot? Yeah, he had like a hundred thousand goals or some crazy shit. I think he had like not. <laughs> well, he beat. His how own many team. of those are happens? Uh, I mean, there was a couple in there that that were beautiful. Like there was a couple in there that he he got nice, but for the most part, it was just beautiful through pass. It was beautiful gameplay. It was a beautiful yeah. team game because they made those through passes. And it was it was impressive to watch, man. I'm like, yo, how? Like, why am why am I not seeing this with the with the senior team? You know what I mean? Like, these kids don't have any time together. They had, I think, a week or ten days before the tournament kicked off. You know what I mean? And then they and then they won this whole thing. So it's not like it's not a continuity thing. These kids didn't know who was going to be on the roster otherwise. So yeah, they were impressive, man. Like, I I, you you want to get into detail about it, but like anybody who does a breakdown, and I'm sure other podcasts do it. Like for me, I can't do a legit breakdown because the field was so bad. Right? Like you can't, so you don't really know if it was like if we we were clear to the superior club, right? Because every every team would score that much if they wanted to, if they could. But there was yeah. a struggle. There was a struggle in like under and seeing the passes. Because you could literally see where like they just put in this new plot of dirt. This one's this one's a little older. You can see the discoloration and the unevenness and the divots coming off the pitch. So that was my biggest issue. My, that was my biggest takeaway besides the pure dominance of the U.S. But Noah Allen, Noah Allen did his thing. They um, qualified for the Olympics for 2024. Yeah, they qualified for the Olympics for 2024 for the first time in a long time. Because I don't think they hadn't been. I don't think they've been in like the last three Olympics.
0: What What got me when I when I saw they were playing against DR in the final, I was like, man, if DR is making it to the final, can yeah. I really take this this uh, tournament that serious? Because I mean, no disrespect. I know DR is has taken a step up as far as soccer goes. I mean, they even got this kid playing for Real Madrid. I forgot his name. Was it? Or, what's the kid's name? That Well, they no, have a kid. Rodrigo's Brazilian. I think. No, no, no. There, there's somebody that's Dominican. I forgot his name. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll check it later. But so, I mean, Dominican Republic has taken a step up in soccer. But to what? be in the final for
1: CONCACAF, it's like, man, I don't know. That's what I'm saying, that, bro. Like, like, that's, again, I, that's what. But that's that's the thing, though, right? Like, Mm-hmm. If a team like DR can come up out of nowhere, then honestly, I'm gonna be honest. I didn't know even even had a soccer club. Like I didn't know they had. I don't know if they have actually. I didn't know they had one. Like I was like, holy shit. I didn't know. I didn't hear about them in the tournament till they made. it. I was like, what the fuck? DR's in this shit? Okay. There you
0: go. Mariano, Mariano is, is, is Dominican. Mariano, is. Is. okay. I don't you. I've been, I mean, yeah, okay. I he doesn't see the pitch much, but still, to be to, to make it to Real Madrid, I don't care. What did you just say? Yeah, you know, you're right. You're right. You're you're right. From Dominican Republic. Like I didn't even know that they played soccer at one point. And then I remember like to make when it to, I saw right to make it to Real Madrid, the biggest club in the world. You know what's I mean, crazy? He probably play some Copa del Rey games and something like
1: that. You know, what's, he now he he subs out, especially now that uh, Jovic got uh, put out on loan mm-hmm. to uh, to some club in, in in France. He's he's gonna see the pitch more. But you know what's crazy about that? He has two, uh, I think two or three Champions League trophies because he was with yeah, the club. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's, exactly. yeah, no, yeah, you're right. It, it's true. Like you get those one players. Those one players can't make it. Real so, Madrid is.
0: Dominican Republic, okay. So, like, mm-hmm. I don't want to disrespect. Like, I get it. You made it to the final. You earned that. But at the same time, like, man, like, is it that DR is really that talented as far as youth go? Or is is it, like, these countries just depleted of talent everywhere? Because I would expect somebody else, like Mexico, Jamaica, I think, Roma, DR,
1: I think DR beat Canada. Mexico. I think DR beat Mexico on the way. Yeah, because U.S. didn't play them. So, DR beat them on the way in. Like, I think what happens, and this is something that other pod, other soccer soccer podcasts have covered, like, I think what happens is, like, there's been such a focus on the men's national team that they don't develop the youth. And, look, the U.S. is c- c- culpable of that, too. Like, the, like I told you, they, for a long time, didn't even have, I don't think they have, like, a U-15 head coach. I don't think, you know right. I mean, they let these, and which is stupid because that's when you're supposed to, like, really, like, soccer is in a very long life, right? Like, most of the time, in, like, 28, 30 years, if you're lucky, your career's over. You know, if right. you made it that far to, to a high level. So, it not, develop, not developing these young kids, that's why it was such a surprise. Like, I, I had heard about some of these kids, but I didn't think they were going to do anything because they didn't have, they never played together. That like makes if, sense to me. That makes sense to me what you said. A lot of these countries put more emphasis on their their
0: pro team yeah. rather than their youth teams. Yeah. But the United States has the benefit of having so many resources. Because right, This is a huge country with tons of resources. So, we have plenty of people to, to focus in on the U fifteens, the U twenties, and and the pros men's national teams. I think we are set, and I'll say it every fucking episode if I have to. Until, we are set up to be a powerhouse in the future. Right now, no. In this November in the World Cup, maybe not. But I'm telling you, we we're
1: gonna be a powerhouse eventually. I'll I'll agree with you in the sense that you the US has the money and the resources, right? Mm-hmm. But where we differ on it is that you—I don't think U.S. Soccer, like the or the federation, is capable. All right, like because I think they've like, and I'll go back to and Greg Berhalter and all that stuff aside. Like the process of that hiring bothered me, right? Like the the like to me, and that would have been if that was my if that was my Miami Heat squad. Or I've seen a bunch of bad hirings with the Hurricanes, so I know what bad hirings look like, right? Even if they qualified, right? The process of it bothered me. Like when when I'll give you a quick example, Mark Rick res, resigned and retired because didn't he didn't want to fire his son, right? And we hired Manny Diaz within like six hours, Right? I had to pay a, like that's a bad hire. Like to me, and the opposite of that was the 14 months that happened with Greg Burhalter. And I am not gonna get
0: into UM right now, but you were no, hyped about Manny Diaz. So don't give me so, no
1: No, I was, but we're looking again, hindsight being what it is, it was like, wait, we yeah, took because I I didn't realize we had just taken six hours. Right, and yeah. then remember that quickly died when that season we lost to FIU. Like it was, it wasn't a very long <laughs> hype, right? Like, that Golden wasn't very Panthers. Long, yeah, that wasn't a very long hype, but that in the, in the complete opposite spectrum, it took 14 months to hire Greg Berhalter when we knew it was going to be Greg Berhalter 14 months earlier, yeah. right? When we could have been instilling and bringing in these kids, uh, to to bring them into the use and you and, and capping them and all this stuff. Like it, I've been telling you all about, uh, was it the kid from uh? That plays in Germany, the, the the left back that could play both sides. That I can't remember now. He had a terrible game against Morocco. Against uh, no, not Morocco, in the the Uruguay game. Uh, he got he got roasted. Uh, he got roasted in that game, but we, obviously it we ended up being a draw. But I can't remember his name now, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was like, yo, this guy, this kid's good, but he's young. He's only like nineteen. But you bring him in against your hardest competition, never letting him play any other minute. Right, which you should have brought him in years earlier. You know what I mean? Get him, get him integrated into the system, understanding what it is, and not putting him out like that's just putting him out there. If you're playing. That's the only World Cup roster that you're playing this this whole this whole time. Like I think you might have won a couple in September, but you're not. This is the best team you're playing, and you put him out there on an island to be like, oh no, press up, but do the thing, same thing Anthony Robinson does, but not being as fast as Anthony Robinson to recover. You know what I mean? Like it's just a lot of things bothered me with that. So the the development of it is possible, but I just don't have my full trust in U.S. soccer to develop. Like the actual federation, not and not Joe the players. Scali. Yeah, Joe Scalley, right? He if you remember in that game, he got he looked he got torches yeah. like yo, he's not ready. Mind you, this kid's nineteen, right? And playing right, right, playing first division in Germany and and balling out with a. I think for is that whatever that, that black and white squad is with like the white B, uh, whatever. So he's playing there and balling out and he's starting, and they crushed By- uh, Bayern Munich like seven I, nothing.
0: I, I would try to pronounce the name of that team, but yeah, I'm not luck. even gonna try. Yeah, good luck.
1: check out, black black. Yeah, Borussia Mönchengladbach. Yeah. Yep. So you you have that, and it's just issues with that that bothered me, right? But I don't know. So we'll see. We'll see. We every kid on this U twenty might never make it because we never let anybody go and we bring bring back Michael Bradley type shit. You know what I mean? Look, we're not gonna bring back Michael Bradley. I know, I know. Eunice Musa, okay. hey, real quick. Eunice Musa, my boy. Luca Delatore, <laughs> my dog. I, I told you about Luca two years ago. I was like, yo man, this kid is serious. Watch the highlights. I was like, he makes good passes. I'm looking at it now. He's gonna to, going to the first league in Spain. So going to that uh, Liga. Yeah, I I I want that movement. I don't know how I feel about everybody going to Leeds United, but I'll be watching them now. Uh, Yeah, but say I mean I have a new team on the EPL to watch now. I got Leeds. Yeah. It's gonna be nice. So I I like the movement of these players. Look, people like like
0: to say that the US players can't make it in the EPL, but we got three. And if you count the goalkeepers
1: that are warming up the bench, we got five. Yeah. And no, but no, two of them, two of them aren't even in the EPL. They both went to the second to the championship. One's Ooh. that uh uh Stefan went to. I can't think of the club that he went to. to oh, some say sec- yeah, they're both out of their the first. Oh league. really? Yeah, so that the kids he's yeah. got to get some minutes, bro. Look, we, we'll get into it when we get closer. What about to the Turner? Road. Uh, Arsenal, but he's never gonna start. Like the kid, in, by, by, the guy, by, by he's,
0: he's warming up the bench. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, I know, but
1: you're he's playing, gonna
0: he'll play in some of those random tournaments that they have over there. Yeah, you the, know, they the have car, like three or four. The Carabao car? season, yeah, so he'll yeah, get so some still, time.
1: Which is weird, right? Because like you can not watch EPL on a, on ESPN re- regular EPL games, but Qatar Cup same teams somehow they have the access to it. it doesn't make any sense to me. Money's weird. Yep. But look, uh, back to the U twenties. They dominated as they should have and as they always should, yes. right? Because because we we have these advantages. So when we lose to these teams as grown ass men, it bothers me. But you're also like being twenty two years old, being twenty two years old and. Playing fifty-year-old men, you know what I mean, like, or forty-year-old men that are that are these senior teams. So it gets different, right? Like we're obviously the, we're the youngest squad in all of CONCACAF. Exactly, we're, and we're in the have, World Cup coming up, and in, and in the World Cup. So I'm
0: I'm excited for it. And so. we have these next four years are going to be full of growth. Yes, right? these next four years with the U20 combined with the young core that we have already in the in the men's national team as it mm-hmm. is. I think that we're going to be set up nice. We're going to have a lot of growth. Uh, I'm really excited and I hate to say that I'm excited about 2026 when 2022 hasn't even happened yet because it's still in November but I'm really excited for the, what's coming in the future um and, and real quick I don't no, I know I don't want I don't want to cut you off but I didn't want to forget to mention now I am not really like deep into the u-15s and the u-17s for inter Miami I'm not gonna lie like I follow those academies but the inter Miami U-15 Academy won the MLX next Cup. Okay. Which is a big deal because that's a cup for the U15s across the league. And remember, Inter Miami has been around what, three years? Three years, yeah. And their academy is already winning championships for the league as far as the U15 goes. Facts, facts, Chris facts. Henderson has come and he's made a big difference. Now, I'm not going to give him all the credit. He just got here, so I can't, I don't know if I can give him all the credit. But he is the man that set up the Seattle Sounders to be what they are now. And he has been doing wonders with Miami and they've said that they have a goal into just scouting South Florida and South Florida was an untouched gem. Nobody used to come down here, but this is a hotbed for soccer and Miami is going to start scouting. That's going to benefit the U S men's national team also, because it's, it's, it's a a pipeline. Yes. It's, it's, It's international. Miami's international as fuck, bro. So it, so, again, I'm not going to get too much into it because I can't say that I'm really invested and I know too much about the academies. Yeah. But they won the MLS Next Cup, U15.
1: Congrats to them. And, I mean, things are looking up for Inter Miami. Yo, so now since we touched on it real quick, I wanted to bring it back to what I told you earlier. So I looked up the MLS Next uh, pro rules, right? I just pulled mm-hmm. up on Twitter real quick. And it says the off, off-field treatment rule. If the referee stops play for a player to receive on-field medical attention, the player will be required – to leave the field of play for three minutes, red card suspension rule: if a player receives a red card, he will serve the resulting one game subs- suspension against the same team that he received that he received the red card.
0: So, like, if I get a red card against Orlando on Saturday, next time I play against Orlando, that's when I'm gonna yep. serve that suspension. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I well, mean, that's... I don't know if that wor- I don't know if that works for MLS, though, because you might not well, play no, that team again until next year.
1: So the way I'm assuming the way it'll work, since it's like a the young, the academy, academy tournament, and the academy teams—they're—they're they're trying it out there to see how it works and if it's yeah. something that they can move up. Those type of rules, I'm okay with, right? Oh, me like too. Those, those type of rule improvements and VR and all, all, VR, all that shit—I'm—I'm I'm cool with. Like I'm, that made sense. Like the first, the first one. Nothing. Yeah, the first one alone, I was good with, right? Like the first one, I was—I'm like, oh, I'm all set with that. Now you said something. Speaking of the future, sir, CR7. Hmm. CR seven, CR. You know, look, man, look, you know how I feel about him. You all like, I know, how you, like, I know, I know, I don't know if he's going to end up wearing this pink or not, but it just feels like this is the moment. This is the time for him to make the MLS move, right? Well, you know, I mean, this is the part that
0: frustrates me about this Qatar World Cup. I feel like a lot of players want to make that move to MLS, but in fear of making the move to MLS and possibly jeopardizing their World Cup uh, roster spot because, you know, once you go to MLS, whether it's right or wrong, you're deemed as in like you took a step down as far as competition goes. Yep. Maybe you, you lose that spot, and in fear of that, I think a lot of players are holding off those MLS moves to next next offseason. I really believe that if it wasn't for that, maybe CR7 would come over this summer. I mean, if it's a, a suppo- supposedly a foregone conclusion that Messi's coming next summer, I don't see why Ronaldo wouldn't come now.
1: Well, wait. I mean... Like, so I, I agree with you, right? Like, the the... The image that MLS has is the idea that I we always talk about. But my my response to that, and this is where it's a pro MLS thing, right? Like Ronaldo's not a pro, not a player that's gonna get dropped, right? Like just like Bale, that's only gonna play three games because most of the time he's gonna be playing golf. I'm right, right? Beach. Yeah, out at Pebble Beach and all that. Just he's mm-hmm. gonna he's just gonna travel with the team like oh where's the golf course yeah. is If he plays five games, I'd be shocked. Just Let me tell you something.
0: It. In an interview recently, he said that he doesn't like golf as much as people say he does. He's a fucking liar. That's, That's what he out. said. I don't know. Yeah.
1: Okay. I, there's a picture of him holding that fucking flag that says Wales Golf something else Madrid in that order. Fuck you. All right. <laughs> Fuck you all the way. But look, I think now's the time to make it the, the move for CR7 because the the league would end what a month before, uh, right? A month before the Qatar, so he'd be he'd be rested ready to go while other while the rest of his team will be in the heart of their of their european seasons right, right. look cr7 is old he's not a young pup anymore but right? he's going to 38 he's not, yeah he's not like this is his last run at a world cup so right now is the i think the only move for him honestly is is mls i don't know where that is cuz i don't think i don't think my, miami has has my, the my, mm-hmm. miami can't right so it's it's a weird like, yes, I would like to see he's him in 37. MLS. Uh, I thought he
0: was 38. He's
1: 37. I would like to see him in MLS, right? And But I would only want to see him in MLS and in enter miami colors. Yeah. But you know, I, I
0: have a strong feeling that he's going to end up in L.A. Look, like we were talking about last week, these big, big-time stars are going to end up in two places. They're going to end up in L.A. or they're going to end up in Miami. Like, you're going to see other good European players end up in different cities. right? But, like, the megastars, they go in Miami or L.A. And there's two spots to go in L.A., Galaxy or LAFC, and then yep. you got into Miami. I mean, maybe Orlando. You know, we got good weather there also. It's not but- the same though. It's not
1: a big city. It's not big enough. Exactly. No, it's not. It's not. So it doesn't have the same image that LA or Miami would have. But I definitely see Ronaldo coming over. He said that he wants to come over. Yeah. Now I don't know what no. he's waiting
0: for because I mean, do you really want him at the age of thirty nine? Like I mean,
1: I mean, I guess
0: the Yeah, the, the name still, still, like, kind Rinsen. of makes me want him, but like, yeah. I don't know.
1: Now's the time, though, bro. Now's the time. Yeah. It has to be now. I don't know when. That's, that's like, the only thing that I have to say about Ronaldo. Like, it has to be now.
0: You got But make suppose if he now, wants to end up in a Champions League, he wants to, another opportunity at a
1: Champions League. That's what he said. That's like, where, where the fuck is that going to happen? PSG? You know happening PSG. You know what PSG's, PSG is going to do? Fail. Like, that's the like, only they're going to flop out somehow. Yeah. yeah, they'll figure a way to lose <laughs> a different way. Right? Like, mm-hmm. I've seen catastrophic failures by them year after year. It doesn't matter the club. So I don't I don't know where.
0: What are the chances that he ends up in Bayern Munich?
1: I mean, if they if they sell Lewandowski to, they find the sale, to Barca or Chelsea, Chelsea. Really? Chelsea. Yeah, Chelsea's I, out there remember they sold they put a Lukaku on transfer.
0: So, I know but, Chelsea just picked up Raheem Sterling.
1: It's just can can I
0: real quick? Right but right that right. that's that's basically opening the door for Politic, right? Like he has I, to go. There was any doubt that that he was gonna stay or go? I think. With the signing of Sterling, politics out the door.
1: Can I? Like, can we have an honest conversation, like for a couple minutes here before we end it? Yeah. yeah. Now, there's no way, like for me, right? And this is politic bias aside. There's nothing special to me about Raheem Sterling, oh, solely based, solely, His pace. Uh-huh. solely based off of my usage of him on FIFA. Because if he <laughs> doesn't have a through ball, like that's listen. This I'm going to give you the raw and real. I'm not going to sit here and say I watched every. Fucking Man City minute with Raheem Sterling. That that team is loaded. I don't think it mattered whether he was there or not. They were going to win every everything they possibly could, except for when you play Real Madrid and then you find out who, what a real champion is. Yep. So, they wouldn't. He's not He's to me, he's not a difference maker, right? Like, he's a solid player in his pace. But like, to me, in FIFA, he loses the ball too quick. So, if he loses the ball too quick in FIFA, when I'm playing 60-rated players, you know what I mean? There's no way he could be a consistent player and be dependent on when purely based on that. That's my analysis. Uh, hey, only analysis you'll get right here. I, I respect I'm, it. I respect yeah. it. I
0: respect. <laughs> hey, doesn't it get more real than that FIFA. Like, let me tell you something. EA Sports says it. If it's in the game, it's in
1: the game. It's, it's in it. the game, bro. That's exactly
0: right. Like, I, I I don't see much special about Raheem Sterling either outside of his speed. I mean, I don't know. I also he don't can, know what you can create. I don't, I, but, I mean, he's not a finisher in my eyes. I mean, maybe it's because Man City's so loaded. I, I don't know. But I don't see it. Uh I don't know why they would give up on Pulisic. I thought Pulisic was good when he was out there.
1: I thought he didn't I, get enough run. I think. So maybe that's my U.S. bias. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's probably 100% our U.S. bias. Like, international fans that listen to this because they have soccer in the title, they'll be like, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about, mate. That was, that was it. That was my British <laughs> accent. Just added the mate at the end when I just said shit regularly. But to me, he doesn't he doesn't move the needle. That's and but to me, that's most England players like England national players. That like Harry Maguire doesn't do anything. There's nobody on that team that I, you know, what I mean, we'll talk about it before we start the group stage. There's nobody on that team that I legitimately fear. Like, because to me, they're like they're the national team version of Didn't England of just PSG lose
0: to nobody's just recently yeah, like
1: Hungary like for nothing yeah. Come on, man.
0: Nobody's scared of them. Nobody fucking it's scared. Bunch of them. panties. I That's wish I, had, I wish we can get somebody English to get on this podcast. We can just talk shit to them.
1: You know what's for fucked like up? Forty when minutes. They, you know what's fucked up about that? They'll, they'll start talking English like British as fuck, and be like, "Yeah, you know what? You might be right, bro." Because just like the, the 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 accent alone, like, you know what? You probably proved the better point because I just I, I I didn't understand everything. I can't you said. keep up. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fucking. All I got is Ted Lasso quotes. But yeah, man. Uh Ted lasso, man. I can't believe it's the last season. I thought they they should have stretched that out just a little bit more. That, that, that They gave me another season with the fake uh what the what's the player? What's the coach that they emulated the kid over? Uh I
0: forgot his name.
1: But uh, they, they could have given, the given us two, but you know what? Sometimes you gotta end on a high note, especially if Jason Sudeikis' life is kind of falling apart with his uh ex-wife like marrying Harry Styles. Really? Olivia Wild Olivia Wild there. Yeah. Remember, she he got he like put the papers with like the child custody papers on her, like when she was about to give a speech like a women's empowerment thing or some shit. Like she's moving to England. Yes, yeah, Harry Styles is doing his thing, bro. Shout out I don't to who Harry Styles is. Uh guy from uh he was in a boy band. I don't know. In sync? Nah, uh bro. I don't know, man. I just, I just know the guy because he was in one of my... You sound own. like you know what you're
0: talking he was, about. He was, was in a,
1: he was in a movie where he had no lines. But the movie was really good for Christopher Nolan that I also can't remember. So you know what? This is just a whole lot of I can't remember. All right. Well, on that note, into What's
0: Miami, it? Orlando, Saturday night. I really hope you can make it out to the game, Benjamin, because he yeah, hasn't got any games
1: yet. I will try. I will try.
0: All right. And um with that said, hopefully we catch next week and we're talking about a w because beating orlando is always so sweet yes sir thank you guys for listening and we'll catch you guys next week on episode number tres guys peace